This podcast contains material of an adult nature. It's not safe for work or appropriate for children under the age of 18. If you're offended by mature content, please stop listening now. The stories included in this podcast are not checked for factual content and are for entertainment purposes only. It's secondhand story time. Hello and welcome to episode number 92 of Secondhand Storytime, the show where we tell stories we heard from someone else. I'm your host, Will Kistler, and this week I'm happy to be joined by new contributor Libby Ward. She's got a story that's oddly familiar about something that happens to a poor dog owner. Please enjoy. Alright, we're back, and I'm happy to be joined by new friend of the show, Libby, Libby Ward. So welcome! Yay! And thanks for being on! Absolutely. And so, uh, for anyone that's just tuning in, this is a, uh, the drill here is that you're telling me a story that you heard from someone else. Yes. Yes. So, when, uh, whenever you're ready, you can go ahead and jump into it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> uh, when I lived in Brooklyn, I used to go to this yoga studio called Laughing Lotus Yoga, which is outstanding, which is in, uh, Union Square. And one of the women that attended the studio regularly because I was a karmi yogi, which meant that I worked at the front desk Okay. in exchange for unlimited free yoga. So I was basically there all the time. And one of the women who came in to do yoga told me this super sad but kind of awesome story um, where she had had this dog that she had. It was a golden retriever, and she had it for like 13 or 14 years. And then finally the dog just got old and just died of being old. It happens. Yeah, which is sad, but she lived in Manhattan and then in like a brownstone flat mm-hmm. in Manhattan. And she didn't know after it died, like it died of natural causes, like in her house and right. sleep or whatever, which is, I guess, the best way to go. But she didn't know what to do with it. So she called the vet and the vet was like, yeah, we can take care of it and cremate it, etc. Um, it's going to cost you this much money, but you have to get the dog here okay. first. But... Um, you know, dead dogs are heavy, especially dead uh, golden retrievers. Yeah. And uh, and so she was trying to figure out how to get it, even even if she paid for a cab or whatever, she'd still have to carry a dead dog yeah, yeah. to the vet. So she put it in, like, a giant trash bag, and then she got her big, like, rolling carry-on, or rolling, I guess, uh, like, suitcase. I guess it'd probably be too big to carry on. Anyway, she put the dog okay. in a... So, something with wheels, so yeah, she wouldn't have to just... something with wheels. So, ...lug this... Poor big right. dead dog. So she put her big dead dog in a garbage bag, and then she put it in her suitcase. And then she right. was taking it, like, laboriously because, I don't know, golden retrievers are, like, at least 120 pounds. They're at least as big as me, I feel. So anyways, then it's dead, so it's clearly, like, I don't know, dead things are extra heavy because yeah. they're cumbersome. So she's lugging it down the stairs, and she gets it down to the front stairs, and she's on her front porch, and there's, like, another set of stairs down to the street level. And some chivalrous guy comes by and is like, oh my gosh, let me help you with that, because he sees her struggling with it. Yeah. And he he carries it down the stairs for her. She's like, oh, thank you so much. And then he takes off, like, sprints off running with it. And he stole her suitcase, was hoping, I imagine, to get something awesome, but he just stole her dead dog. And then she was, of course, like, sad about it. But then at the same time, she's like, well, now I don't have to figure out what to do with it. (laughs) I don't have to pay the vet to cremate it. And that's really the end of the story, but I like to imagine, like, the guy, you know, 
who thinks that he stole something mm-hmm. awesome, like stole a suitcase and maybe he was going to get a laptop or even like, I don't know, jewelry or whatever and open it up just to find like a dead golden retriever. Like, haha, you're a sucker. Yeah. Weirdly enough, I've heard another variation on this story. Really? Yeah. Um, that is weird. So it may be an urban legend of some kind, Maybe. but it's weird because both people claimed to know the person in question who it happened to. Really? So the other one was... Um, was it also in New York? It was in New York. It was someone who was house-sitting for someone, and the uh, the poor dog died, and the people who owned the dog just told her to take care of it. Yeah. And she was taking it in a big duffel bag on the subway, oh. and a guy was helping her out of the subway, and uh, he asked what was in it. And not wanting to say a dead dog, she said, oh, just old computer parts. And in that story, he punches her in the face and then runs away. That's way more intense. Only to get a dead dog. That's funny. I wonder wonder what the root of this is, because it's definitely... It's similar enough where they're not... Dead dogs in New York are getting stolen all over the place. Exactly. Somewhere there's an alley where, like, dead dog bags get thrown. Yeah. After people are... There could be. I wouldn't doubt that it's happened, like... A few times? I mean, I don't know. When I lived in New York, I didn't get anything stolen. Which, yeah. Which was lucky. I did have, and this is no longer a secondhand story, now it's just a firsthand story. I oh, did have fine. someone, like, run up to me, like, right as the doors were opening at 34th Street, like, run up to me and take a Polaroid from, like, a foot away and then sprint off the subway, which I thought was super weird. That is a little so weird. So I guess he stole my image, and I don't know why he wants a picture of my giant nose, like, in super close up, but... um. But that was really, like, the most disconcerting thing that ever happened to me. And I only lived in New York for a year. Yeah, but that's not, like, a dangerous or... No, it wasn't dangerous. It was just totally weird. It's not as big a violation as having something stolen, either, I would feel. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's funny that that people in New York are not only getting things stolen, but apparently uh, they're often dogs. Yeah, dog theft is rampant. As it turns out. Apparently. Well, I'm sure it happens a lot that people have problems, like, with their dead pets, grandmothers, whatever, like, dead yeah. anything in New York. Because I used to also, I worked for Den Design in New York in um, Dumbo, <clears throat> which they made props and, like, sets. They made the sets for Wicked, for the Broadway musical oh, Wicked, cool. and they made props for SNL. And I was a shopper for them, so they would always be like, hey, go out and get, like, 300 yards of, like, quarter-inch foam or something, and then I'd be lugging, like, a ton of giant things on the subway, like, up and down subway stairs. So, you know, anything that's huge, if you don't have cab fare because you're broke in New York, is a pain to haul around. So anything dead, I would feel, would be, you know, highly cumbersome. But, uh, But, yeah, I don't know who's stealing all of these dead dogs. No one ever stole foam from me. Well... Maybe foam was not as mysterious, not as enticing a target. No. If I maybe if I'd thrown it in like a Louis Vuitton bag or something fancy. Yeah. Maybe but, that's why. People are lugging their dead dogs around in like uh, you know like coach Yves Saint Laurent nice or things. Yeah, in nice things and they think there's something awesome in them. Well, anyway, that's still an excellent story and thanks. very interesting to hear it pop up in a different iteration. I know. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah, you're welcome. And for anyone that enjoyed the sound of Libby's voice, you can find her elsewhere on the internet. It's uh, Twitter at Sneaky Varmint, right? Yeah, Sneaky Varmint, all one word. Excellent. So Twitter and Tumblr? Twitter and Tumblr, yeah. Excellent. So if you like the sound of her, give her a follow. And thanks for being on the show. Thanks. 
And that does it for this week's episode. Huge thanks to Libby for coming on and sharing that story. As stated before, you can find her at Twitter and Tumblr under the moniker Sneaky Varmint. All one word. If you like this story or have feedback, you can always head over to Secondhand Storytime to comment on the blog. While you're there, you can listen to all of our back episodes, including episode number 22, which was the original incarnation of this story, on the program. You can also subscribe either through RSS or iTunes to get the show automatically every week. Or find links to our Musician Gummery and The License, which is a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial 3.0 Unported License. To become a fan on Facebook, go to facebook.com slash secondhandstorytime. And the Twitter handle is at secondhandstory. If you have longer feedback or a story submission, you can write to me, Will, at secondhandstorytime.com. You can record stories either locally or over the phone, so if you have something you think might be good, let me know. Perhaps, like today's story, you have a tale of someone trying to do something difficult in a large city, and it not going as planned. The other way you can help contribute to the show is by telling people about this episode. If you enjoyed it, please recommend to someone else. That does it for this episode. Thanks for listening. We'll have another one next week.